Well, good evening. Praise God. I'm sort of thankful that I'm the old one. And he's the younger one. There's one thing about it, we'll never be alone. Never, never, never alone. Because of the goodness of God. I have found him to be faithful again and again and again. And it's a joy to be in the house of God tonight. I praise the Lord for this privilege. And I understand the theme of Sunday night is revival, being revived. So as I prayed and prepared I did so with that in mind. I am so thankful that this is a day of revival. I was in a business place this week, and I was challenged about the subject of revival, and I shared with these precious people, you choose to be revived or not revived. It's a state that is Holy Spirit-inspired and empowered, and we must be a people that are receptive to the supernatural element of God in our everyday lives. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture tonight from the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, and... Uh, I'm just going to share my heart with you this evening. 2 Timothy chapter 4, I want to begin reading at verse 1. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all own suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, Endure afflictions and do the work of an, of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Amen. You may be seated. I want to share this thought with you tonight. When can revival be expected? When can revival be expected? Question mark. And then this provocative statement now. Now, I know that we are living in perilous times, and as Paul was talking to young Timothy, he admonishes him and mandates him to preach the gospel. And he says to Timothy, preach the gospel because of these things, and he gives them a list of things for the reason he is to preach the gospel. 
Our faithfulness to the Word of God will bring about God moving on our behalf in times like this. We have a meeting every Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock when uh, Pastor, our brother Doug Howard, gives us a synopsis for a half hour of current events, not only here in America, but around the world. And in that 30 minutes, as we listen to what is being said, you could sit there and just get down, 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 down. Because it's all, for the most part, negative news. It, it's, it's terrible news. Culturally, socially, economically, politically, it is a sad state of affairs. Just like Paul was telling Timothy, it's going to be a tough time out there where you're going to be. But he said, preach the word. Hallelujah. There is power in preaching. Stay with me tonight. When will revival be a reality in our hearts and lives? It is a reality in our lives when we understand the day in which we live. We're living in extraordinary times like never before. We, we sometimes uh, feel overwhelmed by the things that we are facing. We feel overwhelmed by the relationships that we're engaged in, and sometimes the relationships that we have seem to be so taxing. It seems that everything around us is always drawing out of us. But we need to stop and understand that the things that are going on tonight are things that are happening because we're living in a moment, a season of extraordinary needs. We have never lived in an hour where the needs are so great. As I was thinking about this, Consider the political climate of the world tonight. It's not very good. Nation rising against nation. Cultural clashes within the races at every level. In, in all people groups of the earth, there are political things happening that we thought would never happen. So that it's an extraordinary time. There's, we're saying this week that we would probably be in war with China in 2025. These guys, these people, these institutions are setting us up for Biblical prophecy to be fulfilled in our lifetime as never before. So the experts are 
telling us that we're going to be in war. We're in war in many places on the face of this earth tonight. But they're projecting war even more with the major nations of the earth. So the political climate is tense. Amen? Consider the economic climate. Who in the world do you believe? They're all a bunch of liars. Who is telling the truth? They all have an agenda. And the agenda is being supported by the darkness of hell itself. It is an attack of the enemy. It is a plot of Satan to bring about confusion politically and economically. So we're living in this extraordinary season where that the only way out is for us to be revived. In spite of what's going on, there is a demand from God upon us to be His church alive and well. And it is attainable it is a reality that all of us can experience in 2023. Thirdly, consider the social climate of the world tonight. Look at the stuff that is happening socially. The Gender identity crisis we're experiencing. The moral compass of our nation, its society in general. It seems that we have lost our way, but this is an extraordinary need in this present day. And we can and will overcome it. Now consider the spiritual climate. Everywhere I go, there's people always trying to tell us how bad it is. There's some people you meet, they never have any good news. It's always negative. And especially in the church in general today, there is this spirit of negativity negativity, but what it has created is an extraordinary need that our spiritual needs be met in times like this. Now, with all of these extraordinary needs, we must understand that we have a God that knows our needs. He knows exactly where you are at and where you are headed. But there must be an awareness tonight because we have these extraordinary needs. And Paul is making Timothy aware of the needs that he is going to face. Then we are responsible tonight for having 
an extraordinary awareness, a sensitivity to all of these needs that are around us. God can be expected to send revival when these extraordinary needs are extraordinarily felt. I dare say that every one of us in this room tonight have some powerful feelings about these extraordinary needs that are present. Some of us are probably vocally expressing maybe even our frustrations with some of these dilemmas that we're facing tonight. But God, who is resident in us by his Holy Spirit, is reminding us that in this day, by his Holy Spirit, we will have this extraordinary awareness. Another word for that could be discernment. The work of the Holy Spirit. So many times we in the church are trying to do it ourselves. We're trying to be an administrator of which we have no authority to administrate. Our only responsibility is to align ourselves with the Word of God and the assignment that He has given to us. And we leave the rest of it to Holy Spirit. Now there's a preparation by studying the Word. There is a preparation by prayer and intercessory prayer. But the Lord told His disciples in Ephesians chapter 4, that great, great chapter that deals with the fivefold ministry, he says to them, you study, you pray. That's our responsibility. And when we fulfill that responsibility, we become acutely aware and we have this super sensitivity to speak into the life of the church to where revival is a reality every day of our lives. We need to begin to adapt to the fact that as the church, we function everywhere we go. Everywhere you shop, every place you work, everywhere you go on vacation, we are the church that is revived. Amen. We, we, we don't hesitate to pray for the sick. We don't hesitate to lead the lost man or woman to Christ. We are just simply the church revived wherever we go. Listen, revival is not a series of meetings. Revival is the church being the church. Amen. I'm not praying, listen, I'm not praying that God will heal you tomorrow. I'm praying that God would heal you now. Amen. He's an on-time God. Do you believe that tonight? Praise the Lord. We, we have become so 
backward and bashful. We, we are afraid that we will offend someone. Get over it. Get over it. God has called you and I for such a time as this to experience revival and be in revival now. Most of us are probably planning for the future. And we probably should be. Amen. When eggs are $6 a dozen, or $8 a dozen, and when they say our food prices have increased 7%, but when I went to the grocery with my wife, it was 50% and more on stuff. You know, all of those things can affect us when we gather here. We come in here sometime with so much on us and we're carrying it alone when God says you're not to carry it alone. God's created us to be free. God's created you and I to be powerful. God has created you and I to live a life that it's extraordinary in these days in which we live. Amen. When's the last time you had an extraordinary awareness of God? An awareness of this day in which we're living in where we can be in a place of revival. I'll be quite honest with you. My theology, my study, my personal Revelation and doctrine of revival has dramatically changed in the last three months. My view of revival is totally different than it has been the last 50 years of my life. Because I'm not praying for revival. I'm not looking for revival. Donna and I and some of our close friends in ministry just two or three months ago, begin to have a revelation and experience something in our relationship with God that we never have, and that is this. We are in revival and in an awakening. It is happening. It is evident. It is prevalent where it is permitted to exist. But it will not be where it is not desired. Now, some people believe that revival is something like the farmer that tills the ground, that sows the seed, works the ground, and harvests in the fall. That is the way that we have viewed revival for several hundred years. But here's what the Lord has revealed to me, and that is this, that revival is not something that we do by sowing and reaping. But revival is a move of the Holy Spirit in a supernatural way that comes upon the body of Christ when we are spiritually sensitive and acutely aware of the needs 
that are present in our world. When we look and see the extraordinary needs of our world tonight, when we begin to experience an extraordinary awareness, then we will begin to experience an extraordinary awareness of God. When we get up in the morning, it's God. When you get in your vehicle to go to your job, you sense God. When you start watching the news and you get up tight, there's this extraordinary awareness and presence of God. And you hear God saying, I've got this. When you hear God saying, this is in my hands. None of these things move God or should move you. This is the reality of, a, of a, an authentic relationship with God himself. For years, it was awkward for me when the people began to sing and dance and shout about and play the tambourines and all of the instruments. And they would just dance around and say, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. I would say, you're crazy. That's what I was thinking. Do you know what it means to be a friend of God? Come on now. I'm just being real. But I was, I was never, now don't throw me out, but I was never a friend of God. I mean, to be a friend of God means you're close. You share things. Can you imagine yourself being in your study, being in your prayer room, being in your study room, and you're, as friends, you and God are conversing? I never had that until just a few short years ago. And then when I begin to realize that God and I could be friends, it changed everything. I really then began to understand what it meant to come to a Jordan or a Red Sea and say, God, <laughs> whoo! And the river part and the sea part are simply say, God, this is where we're at right now. And God say, I know where you're at. I know what you need. Holy Spirit is present in you and he's orchestrating the breakthrough, the deliverance, and the supernatural element that you so desperately need. This is the reality of revival, living in that state where God is everything. Yeah, 
It doesn't alleviate the challenges and pressures of life. It just creates in you the strength and the power and the spiritual intellect to face it all with the right spirit and attitude and you walk through it and come out as an overcomer with tremendous victory. This is revival. The extraordinary sense of God. Let me give you something else tonight. The extraordinary spirit of prayer. This is so important. The Bible teaches us to pray without ceasing. But the extraordinary needs of our day, politically, economically, socially, and spiritually, takes us into an extraordinary spirit of prayer. Let me say this and say it to you humbly and loving and kindly as a leader. If you do not have a spirit of prayer in your life, you are not where you should be in your relationship with God. Everything around us today in our society should make you experience a spirit of prayer at every level. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. Quit worrying about your retirement. <laughs> Come on now. Quit, quit worrying about is your kids ever going to move out? Quit worrying about when they're going to get married. Pray about it. Amen? What am I going to do about my job? You're working, aren't you? Amen. You say, well, I want something better. I want this. I want that. We all have our wants and desires, but what does God want for your life? Where does God want you to go? Where does he want you to be? Man. Now, we're, we're to be wise in all of the things that, that we do. But our first responsibility is to be the church on fire in these extraordinary times. So there must be an extraordinary spirit of prayer. Hallelujah. Pray about everything. Pray everywhere you go. Pray as you're driving down the road. Pray when you're in the airplane. Pray when you're out in the woods hunting or whatever. Pray, pray, pray. Praise the Lord. So that 
when needs arrive, when things manifest themselves for you to walk in the Spirit and to, to do ministry at any level. You have prayed and you're prepared to wear that there are miracles wherever you go. There are miracles happening that sometimes we're not even aware of. Your influence creates a miraculous environment for people when you walk in your call and your gift. This is part of the revived church. When you walk into the room, when you walk into the room, the environment is changed because you've been praying. Amen. Extraordinary spirit of prayer. And then last but not least, extraordinary glory to God. Extraordinary glory to God. Do we really know what it means to be in his glory? When you say, I have been in his glory... That is a weighty statement. When we have been in his glory, we have been changed. I read of many instances in Scripture where people experience the glory of God, and when they come to, they were prostrate before God, you can come into this room privately or corporately and come in here with a spirit of prayer and expectancy and you will experience the glory of the Lord. I'll never forget years ago I was a young preacher and I don't, didn't have as much wisdom as I have now. But I was in my study and I was praying. I was seeking the face of God. I was in an awesome time of prayer and intercession. And uh, the presence of God was in the room. And uh, I felt something touch me. Like a robe touched me. Scared me to death. Almost. In the world, somebody's in this room. It, it affected me so much, I, I got up and walked out of the room. It wasn't an angel that come into the room. It's almost an angel, but my wife is not an angel, but she had walked into the room with her. Now, if her presence can affect me that much, me thinking it was something else, let me, do, when the glory of the Lord is in the room, there's no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Absolutely none. 
Now, I hadn't experienced that kind of closeness with the Lord to where that his garment touched me. But in revival, in the state of revival, there is this constant, constant, constant awareness of the glory of the Lord. You walk with it. You walk in it. It's something that we're experiencing constantly. And there's this no fear. There's this knowledge that no weapon formed against me can prosper. There is all of this knowledge because of his glory that's revelatory to us. And we walk in it in such a way that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. The extraordinary glory of God. I want us to become aware of God like we've never become aware of God in these days in which we live. And I want to leave something with you tonight. What could add to the glory of God than an than a ordinary outpouring of the Spirit at this time. Picture millions of people. I have some friends, ministry friends. They're a lot smarter than I am. And and they say to me, Pastor Russell, there's never going to be revival in these days. You know, I just happen to disagree with them. In fact, I adamantly disagree. I don't think they're scriptural, but we're still friends. And uh, I said, keep on living your life of drudgery and Quit living, continue living out in your negativity and continue struggling your church, pastoring your struggling church and giving them a doomsday message every time you meet. We got enough of that. He said that he's life and it more abundantly. He said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory and the half has not yet been told. I think the church needs to begin to walk in the spirit of extraordinary expectancy and experience the revival <coughs> that God says, I will give you in these last days. So what are we going to do? What's going to happen when you here at PTC Receive your miraculous breakthrough. And hundreds come from the community. Some Sunday morning, pastor comes out and the place is packed. He said, oh, I, I don't know if that'll ever happen or not. When the, 
don't you believe that we're living in extraordinary times with extraordinary needs? Well, then by the design of God through the Holy Spirit, revival historically has never come in seasons. Revival always comes by Holy Spirit in times of extraordinary needs. And we're living in a time of extraordinary needs. That's why God is moving the way he's moving. I just want to simply say to you tonight, don't settle for status quo. Believe God for the supernatural. We never get too old to do great things for God. We never get to that place to where that we're not usable. As long as we are teachable, God will move. My dear brother, returning to Ukraine this week, end of the week, this man is full of the joy of the Lord. I mean, he gets excited. He throws up both hands and he dances around a little bit. And he talks about the goodness of God. I believe you're an example of revival, my brother. I believe the heart purity, the willingness to go and to be and to do, brings about the supernatural element in your everyday life as well as the rest of us. Don't be intimidated by these extraordinary needs around us. You want to be in the mission field? You don't have to go with Pastor Ron and I when we go to another nation some of us will never do that. Connersville is a mission field. I don't know if you understand this or not, but our school system is a mission field. Amen. Our school system needs Jesus tonight. I mean from the administrative right down to the clerks and the administrative assistants and the students. You say, somebody told me the other day, he said, it'll never change. You lying spirit. It will change. It'll never be any different in our community. That lying spirit, it will be different. It's becoming different even as I speak. We'll never be able to build the building. We'll never be able to launch that ministry. That's a lying spirit from the devil. What God says he wants you to do, it'll be accomplished with your obedience. Every day, every hour. God says, I want you to be debt free. Then you're going to be debt free. 
You may have to work another job. You may have to make some investments. You may have to change some things. But God will cause you to come to a place of freedom where you're in revival mode seven days a week, 24-7. Do you believe this tonight? Do you know that God is on his throne and supernatural things are happening all around us? I want you to stand with me, please. These things that I've shared with you tonight are reasons enough to storm heaven with extraordinary prayer and pray for extraordinary help. Holy Spirit is here and he's our help. And these extraordinary needs are going to be met. After all of these years being in pulpit ministry, the last several years since my days at Kokomo, my most effective ministry is now outside the pulpit. I love this. God's called me to it. The most extraordinary moments when I'm sitting in the office or on the phone or some people are gathered around the conference table and they're sharing their hearts and their dreams and their visions. And my life changed and changed dramatically when God and I became friends. I say that humbly and I say it in a spirit of Awesome reference. I close with this. When I first started, it was like God screamed at me. His voice was loud. He was getting my attention. I mean, I'm God. It'd shake me. I'd listen. But not anymore. God doesn't scream it. And God doesn't want to scream at you. Since God and I are friends, He whispers. Have you ever heard God whisper? In the midst of extraordinary times and it's not the loudness or the volume. It's the sweetness and the intimacy of the whisper that God speaks. And there's no doubt that he does not exist. He's so close, you can't deny that he is there, that he is here. And he's hearing. 
and he's speaking in a manner that we understand. And you can't help but know you're in revival. You're being and doing what God had created you to be and do. Father, thank you tonight that in times like this, these extraordinary times, that you are our extraordinary God. No matter what our needs are, you will meet them. You will heal us. You will sustain us. And you will use us in these last days. And we are your people, revived, awakened, and on fire. We're not seeking for a sign to confirm your existence, your closeness. Our fellowship has already been confirmed, and it's undeniable. So we will walk with you. We will talk with you. And we will do the works that you said we would do. You said greater works. You said we would do exploits even above what you did and your disciples did. And Lord, there's reports happening daily that these things are happening. We are a people of faith, seeing it, experiencing it, and expecting it in a greater dimension that the community in which we live, the world in which we live, would experience you and cause your kingdom to expand in times like this. Your will be done in each life in this room tonight. Continue to anoint this pastor and his people as they move forward in faith, as they continue to remove barriers, to travel to other nations and invest and supply. It's a state of revival, preferring one another investing in people and congregations, not only here but abroad. I pray for the sustainability of every effort infused with Holy Spirit power without any hesitation in walking in obedience to your command. So be it. In revive now, in Jesus' name.